0: Hi, y'all. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this installment of Go South, Old Man, a somewhat weekly podcast where a northern-born southerner explores some of the lesser-known things in and around the southeastern United States. Well, today we're going to the museum city, Cartersville, Georgia, about 45 miles northwest of Atlanta, right off Interstate 75. Now Cartersville is the smallest city in America with two Smithsonian affiliated museums. And they have others as well. And now they have one of the premier car museums in the US. And that's what we'll be talking about today. Actually, as as usual, I'll be talking and you'll hopefully be listening. Anyway, we're going to the Savoy Automobile Museum. Now As soon as you drive up and around this place, with its huge manicured lawns, 65,000 square foot bright red and silver building, and huge chrome Art Deco sculpture, reminiscent of some fancy hood ornament, you know this is someplace special. Now, after parking, we, I had in tow two boys who... Convinced the rest of my family that they're my grandsons, as ridiculous as that sounds. Anyway, as we headed for the main entrance, right off to the side of the building, we noticed a old rusty remains of a car. But there was a neat little chain around it and a plaque. Well, we just had to go see what that was all about. It turns out that during the planning stages of the museum, try as they might, no one could come up with a really good name for the place. You know, something that invoked elegance, sophistication, savoir-faire. Anyway, it, it turns out as they were clearing the 37 or so acres for construction, they came across the rusting remains of a 1954 Plymouth Savoy. Yep, well they took that as a sign... And so named the museum after it. But they also decided to give the car a sort of memorial. And so you can see it today in the same state that they found it out there in the woods. Now, as you come up to the front door, the main entrance, we found a 1932 Ford Model A sitting out front with a big sign saying, come on, climb in and take some pictures. I gotta tell you, that was a big hit with the kids, and us slightly older adults as well. Now, once inside, we decided first to have lunch in the cafeteria. It's always good to eat first, right? Anyway, the cafeteria is large and round, with the ceiling shaped like a giant spoked wheel. It's pretty reminiscent of the movie Cars. Well, lunch over, we headed on into the actual museum. Admission here is 15 bucks for adults and 5 bucks for those under 12, and it's a good deal. Right away, as soon as you enter, the first car you see is truly a horseless carriage. It also happens to be the oldest car in the museum, a 1903 Oldsmobile. But it gives That's just the start, but it gives you an idea of the kind of automobiles you're going to be seeing. The museum has four main galleries. The themes and cars will change at least twice a year in the different galleries. And between these galleries you'll find interesting and beautiful artwork related to automobiles as well. On the day we visited The main gallery featured front-engine Indy cars from the late 50s and early 60s, the golden age of Indy. These cars were driven by men like Bobby Unser and A.J. Foyt. There were about a dozen cars here in total. In fact, they had the last car to qualify for Indy with a front-engine, I will say these cars are not museum restored. They're still in racing condition. So although they were super clean, the tires were worn and the, cockpit, the, co- excuse me, the cockpits looked like they had just done 100 laps on the track. In fact, several of the cars are actually on loan from the museum at Indy and the Unser Museum. It's part of what makes this place so special. They bring in cars from other museums or private collectors to complement their own collections. Next up was the Art Deco Gallery. Now, Art Deco embraced a style of elegance, grace, and sophistication from the mid-1920s up right through the Great Depression. These bold graphic designs showcased refinement and opulence tapering into streamlined geometric shapes and clean, fine lines. Some of the cars found here included the very weird 1936 Stout Scarab, Mr. Chrysler's own 1937 Limo, and my personal favorite, the black, seamless 1941 Chrysler Thunderbolt. But there were others here, like the Cord convertible that could also uh, capture your attention. They're just beautiful automobiles. Next up, Pirelli Tire sponsored a gallery to celebrate the company's 150th anniversary in the United States. The highlight here for us was the actual F1 racing tires they had on display, the ones being currently used in that race series today. Now, I will say the youngsters found some of their favorite cars here in this gallery among the Lamborghinis, Maseratis, and Aston Martins, a couple of which they referred to as Batmobiles. Anyway, here you'll also find the museum's newest car, a 2022 Rivian electric truck, I will say, this vehicle was a lot bigger than I thought an electric truck would be. It's very uh, similar to what I would say in size to a Humvee. Now, located between these two galleries, just outside the movie theater lecture hall, did, did I mention that? Oh, no. Well, now you know. There's a movie theater lecture hall here, too. Anyway, outside were a collection of about a half dozen woodies. Now who hasn't thought about a little surfing safari with your boards on top headed to the California coast just like the Beach Boys in a 1948 Chrysler town and country. California dreaming. Finally, the last gallery here featured cars from just the Savoy's own uh, eclectic collection. There was a 30s Rolls Royce, a 1957 Corvette convertible, a DeLorean, remember Back to the Future, and an Edsel convertible, which, even though the color was beautiful, it was still an Edsel. I will say, however, surprisingly, the most talked about car in this gallery was the 70s AMC Pacer. You either love it or you hate it. There's no in-between with this one, and it was generating a lot of comments. Mostly negative, I would say. Finally, there is a small gift shop on the way out, but unlike a lot of touristy kind of places, you don't have to go through it to exit. It's a no-pressure place. It's truly museum quality. The galleries are spotless well well lit with lots of room between the vehicles, which lets you get a really good look from any angle. Photography is not only allowed, but even encouraged. And there's a lot of opportunity to get some really cool shots here. I will say the museum is still a work in progress to a degree. It's only been open eight months. And there are plans, however, for the outside spaces allowing for concerts, car shows, and other big events in the future. They even have a space set aside for a thousand cars to park. But as of right now, it's still pretty well unknown, and that's why it's on this podcast. So I'd strongly encourage you, if you're in the area or passing through and have any interest in cars, take a couple hours and check out one of what could be the country's top automotive museums in the Savoy Automobile Museum in Cartersville, Georgia. So until next time, thanks for listening and stay curious.